0: Yo, yo, yo! It's your girl and boy, CT. I'm Cindy Barnes.
1: And I'm Travis Barnes.
0: And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast.
1: Sponsored by Journey333. That is a place of mind, body, spirit that helps you with fitness, coaching, and nutrition to look better, live better, and feel better. We produce these episodes every week for your enjoyment to
0: help people to overcome adversity and
1: live their dreams.
0: Welcome, Overcomer Nation.
1: Yeah, we are excited today. In fact, I couldn't be more excited. It's always uh, super important and super special to me when I get to bring on a special colleague, uh, somebody that is like family to me, that we work together in the same company. So this man, he is an author. He is a presenter. Uh, He is a fitness enthusiast. I can't wait for you to hear about some of his life stories. And then some of his overcoming stories as well. He's also a Journey franchisee. Logan Peters, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, I feel like it's a meeting with mom and dad right now, you know. Uh, It is. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's what I love about this business. You know, it's just we're close and we got good community. So I'm excited to be here.
1: That's right. You you have been like a son to us and... uh, (laughs) And we do love you like that. So uh, good good and bad
2: sometimes, right? You know, (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: you you can't have kids with only the good. Uh, So, hey, uh, let's talk about it. Uh, Logan, let's introduce you to the world. Let's uh, talk a little bit about who Logan Peters is. So Logan, here you are owning a fitness business. And, you know, you've done a lot for so many uh, in your time as a coach and in your time owning the fitness business. But uh, when did your passion for fitness first begin? You know, when when did it first begin?
2: Excuse me. Um, You know that's a good question because it kind of began as a surprise to me. You know, Uh, in my wildest dreams as a teenager growing up, did I think I would be in the fitness industry? Just because growing up I was always overweight and you know tend to shy away from fitness activities because you always felt uh, a little guilty. You know, feeling like you can't keep up. But uh, you know, really started thanks to to jeremy you know i know you guys had a podcast with him a little while ago and he talked about it but yeah no thanks to him. I, what's that i was just
1: gonna i was just adding for the listeners jeremy purifoy owner of journey corning in fact he he said how exciting it was to be with you on the journey uh you know that you guys got to do a weight loss journey together and then this so go ahead i just wanted the listeners to know who you were referencing
2: Go ahead. Yeah, no. And that's all, how it all started. Um, really, I've always had that uh, burning, you know, that deep burning desire to be someone who can help somebody and, and trying to find that way in the world. And what I wanted to do, was it through medicine? Was it through uh, counseling? You know, never did I even think it would be through fitness, you know. Um, so as I transitioned out of school, I got a job working with Jeremy with Troubled Youth and it was fun, but it wasn't that fun, you know. I it, I quickly found out I wanted to be somewhere where people want to be. Mm-hmm. The kids don't want to be in programs after school because they're bad kids or they're they've made bad choices. I should say it's not that necessarily they're bad kids; they just made poor choices. You know, the kids didn't want to be there. Um, but meeting Jeremy there, you know, we we kind of both started a, a weight loss journey together, and uh, he actually was going to another gym that was caught on fire. And then he came down because of, you know, Kristen's mom to your guys' facility. And he's like, you got to come check this out. And I was like, let's go. You know, I was feeling good after my uh, journey and I fell in love with it because the people wanted to be there. And I knew what it was like to struggle with my own fitness and and weight. And I I knew what it was like to be in their shoes. And it just, the light bulb went off and I was like, this is, this is where I got to be. And, um, you know, it's funny too, if you think about it. When I came over to work out with you. And I remember coming in, talking with Travis, he was all excited. And then like that same week, I got an offer from the county uh, to go work at Child Protective Services. And it's funny how we make choices, right? Because sometimes we we are guilted into our choices. Cause in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I did go to school for this, you know, I did go to school for like the social work and the psychology. So I was like, Maybe I should put that to work, right? You feeling guilty because you spent a lot of money on something that you really didn't love, but a job comes along. So jumping into that, I learned real quick nobody wanted to be a CPS. Not even the workers want to be a CPS, you know? right? So, so it was a,
1: in that, isn't there? I mean, you know, like. Uh, I, I mean, there's a great book called The Death of Ivan Illich. It's a Leo Tolstoy story. And it just, you know, you kind of know how it's going to end because it says the death of Ivan Illich, but he felt pressured into his career. And at the end, he's laying on his deathbed and he says, what if my whole life has been wrong? You know, so having the courage to even when you feel pressured into a career and that you've invested money in the career to not die with your music still in you. Right to not die with a purpose still in you that's different than maybe what you went to school for. So that that that's a cool thing that you just shared, and I didn't want us to gloss over it. You know?
2: So yeah. I, yeah, you know, it's a tough. It was a tough battle. It, it's a lot. It's a inward battle in that point. You know, you feel guilty. You feel like you're disappointing people because you're making the switch. But really, when it came down to it, and you guys know me well, I tend to do whatever I want. You know? No <laughs> Choices. I kind of just. You know, I. I don't like to, to hide behind things and not take the risk because of where I where other people want me to be. I want to be where I want to be. And uh, you know I've been thankful to have that mindset, but it was still a tough choice and I, I'm thankful every day that I get to wake up and, and come to journey now and, and help support my community here in Ithaca.
1: Yeah. So you know you have this heart for helping people. And it's interesting. I'd like to I'd like to ask you some questions because I have some thoughts on it, but I, I want to know uh, the answers from you. Um, you are an athlete. You you mentioned that you know you you couldn't keep up or that you're you know overweight a lot in your youth. But I mean you're uh you know you're a great hockey player. You're a great golfer. Uh, you know I'm sure you're great at other things that I haven't had a chance to witness, but. Uh, um, what was that? I mean, where where did that begin? Did you do those sports in school and then maybe you didn't think as much of yourself because you also were overweight or, or like, you know, where did that begin for you?
2: Um, I mean, it began it began at a young age. I played baseball, t-ball growing up, football. I played one season of football uh i always wanted to be the quarterback but the coach's son got to be the quarterback and i was like this isn't for me i don't want to be you know i was a big boy too so they, like put me on the line i was like this isn't fun to me you know i want to throw the ball i don't want to like just push people around so uh, i did one uh year of that and then i kind of got out of sports uh just because i wanted to play hockey but it didn't make sense with my family you know travel team back then was tough it was expensive. My dad was an over-the-road trucker. My mom was the vice president of a bank. So, you know, when she wasn't home or when she was at work, she'd come home and work more. You know, there really wasn't a lot of time to run me around because my dad would be gone, you know, three, four days a week and come home for a couple and then be gone three, four days a week. So it just didn't make sense. And then finally, when I got to high school, I started playing, you know, sports. I got into golf. Uh, I just started playing with friends and I was like, man, this is fun. And I, I think I spent ninth, like my ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, every summer I'd be at the golf course every day, paint golf balls. And finally tried out for the golf team, my senior year, you know, and I was overweight. I wasn't really sure how I was going to go. We had a decent golf team. Um, we had a professional golf team or professional golf player's son on the golf team. So there was already some high standards there. So I tried out, made the top six, and my coach came up to me the day after tryouts. He's like, man, where were you? I wish I knew you when you were in eighth grade. You know, So it's funny the things we shy away from when we're not feeling good about ourselves, right?
1: Yeah. And that's my point, you know, because you are a talented athlete. I mean, I've watched mm-hmm. you even do a simple exercise, not a simple exercise, but a very challenging exercise in the gym, like a pistol squat and, and doing it better than other people. Yet at the same time, I, I think that you were born with this heart for helping people, and clearly, uh, your purpose, your part of your dharma that you were born with, is to help people through fitness. However, the way that we feel about ourselves—whether or not we should go out for the golf team, or maybe we should be a counselor instead, or or maybe we should, uh, you know, go be a nurse or something in the medical field—you know, we go these directions sometimes, not necessarily because that is our passion that is our purpose or our dharma but because of maybe we're thinking maybe i don't fit the part you know maybe i'm too overweight for this particular thing and and i think that's important for any listener that feels limited in their life you know saying oh do i fit the part you know i'd really love to help people through fitness but do i fit the part i mean uh i mean we all have to take action to take care of ourselves but uh you know you've overcome a lot with that mindset haven't you
2: yeah, you know it does. It impacts a, a lot, and you know even even through high school, I used to get picked on a lot. Starting in through middle school, high school, but I, I learned quickly. Like if you laugh at yourself, it really takes the power out of the bully, right? If you able to pick make fun of yourself, um, yeah, you know you overcome a, a lot in that inward battle. That and I mean I didn't even go to my prom because I was so embarrassed of just you know how overweight I was. That's and I would just make them an excuse like, ah, that's stupid. You know, who wants to go to that thing? But you know, you, it, it's crazy when you reflect to think about the, the choices you made just for about, you know, just based on how you feel in that moment. Right. And I feel like for some people, even today, it, some people are afraid to even go get help or go to the gym just because they're so embarrassed. You know, I gotta be, I gotta be fit to go to that gym. Well, no, you don't. How do you get fit? You gotta go to the gym to get fit. So um, you know, working through that struggle, it, it, it was a challenge for sure, but, uh, just changing your mindset and focusing on that positive, you know, what, you know, what else would I miss if I decided to stay that way? You know, what else would I've not done? You know, I could have been in a miserable career, you know, living a, a life, a mediocre life of unfulfilled, you know, unfulfillment and, uh, it, yeah, it's, I don't know. You know I'm, I'm thankful every day I have that mindset to make the change. You know, I was just, it's hard to explain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know, let me ask you, though, where where was the moment that, you know, because a 100 pound journey is an amazing journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's tough for people to lose 10 or 20 or 30 yeah. pounds. I mean, you lost over 100 pounds. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to know, there were different moments in your life that i'm sure may have even been cumulative right i didn't go to my prom because of you know feeling overweight or i didn't try out for this golf team sooner because i felt overweight or you know whatever i was looking at different careers other than what was really i was passionate about because i felt overweight where was the moment where you said you know what i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna lock in and i'm gonna go for 100 pounds
2: yeah well you know it was the same year I worked at, started working a journey, believe it or not. You know, it's, it's crazy how quick of a turnaround. Um, gosh, what year was that? Was it 2014? It would have been 2014, uh, you know, coming out of Christmas, um, actually I started the July before it was kind of a turning point for me. Uh, I lost like 20 pounds in that July because I went to a theme park and I went to get on a roller coaster and I'm sitting there and it was a busy day uh there's a popular roller coaster I mean there was probably 400 people in line here I am sitting in this roller coaster and the guy comes down to click the seat and 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 it doesn't click and uh, he's sitting there trying he had his buddy come on and here I am you know this overweight guy sitting in the cart and uh, they look at me and say, you know, Hey, we can't let you go on this ride. The The safety belt won't click in. So, uh, we're gonna have to ask you to get off. And, uh, you know, that, that was a moment like, Holy cow, I've, I've gotten so out of control or haven't really paid attention. You know, maybe it was the maturity level where I was at, you know, I think I was 22 or so, whatever. I don't know. What was I 24 when I started, 25 when I started somewhere mid twenties, it was, maybe it was because I was mature enough now or the brain developed enough to really realize like, okay, I have control over this. And if I don't take control now, you know, what other things that I enjoy will I not be able to do you know, long-term, you know, what health problems might come of this? Because when you're younger, when you're in your teens, you really don't think about that. You think you're invincible. Um, but you know, being where I was in my life, it was, it was an eye opener. And, uh, you know, then after that, I went home. I started working out. I lost like 20 pounds and kind of fell off during December. But come January of 2015, I was like, this is it. You know, I got to take this in my hands. And I put my head down and I just started grinding. You know, I followed a very basic nutrition plan, you know, good, healthy vegetables, healthy proteins, healthy, you know, complex carbs. and you know, Jeremy would tell you, I'd come to work every day with Jeremy. I'd have a little tinfoil wrap up of all my food. I never used plastic. I would just have a tinfoil little wrap of everything I eat. And, uh, you know, it started to fall off and that's motivating too, when you create that snowball effect. But yeah. it was a big But uh, so.
1: Well, a couple of things on that. First of all, I guess I do want to ask you a question because that's an, a, that's an embarrassing moment. That's a, that's a hugely impactful moment. And, uh, You know, you could have been devastated and just so embarrassed that maybe you just went home and, you know, found some comfort foods and continued to put on weight. I mean, like, there is a response that may be even more common, uh, that is that one, uh, you know. So, uh, I mean, I think it's important for our listeners to know what made you not respond that way. I mean, I you said maturity and thinking. But, uh, you know, how do we sometimes how is it that you would tell people that you can let um, a painful situation be motivating to motivate you through 100 pounds of weight loss? You know, I mean, how did you do that?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, there's two ways to respond to pain, right? You can blame and complain about everything else, right? You can blame somebody else for it being their fault, or you can complain about the people at the ride not knowing what they're doing and, you know, have all these excuses. But at that moment, I just decided to to take responsibility for who I was at that moment and where I put myself, right? Um, You know, when we're younger as kids, you know, our parents have a little more control over us, but I was out of the house. I was living on my own. I was the only one in control of me. And, It was time. I had that, that aha moment. Like I got to take control of this. This is my responsibility. I can't blame anybody else but myself right now. And you know, if I want to get back on roller coasters or if I want to feel good in my own skin, that that's going to be my choice. That's going to be my choice. So
1: So own it, own it. Right. That's that's the answer. You got to own your, your circumstances and your situation and say, what can I do? And then, yeah, you said you started that journey in January, 2015. Which you did come to us in 2015, right? You know, so how long long was uh, the
2: journey, the 100-pound journey? Uh, So I lost 20 from July till January, maybe 10 after the holidays. So um, uh, to lose that other 90 pounds, I think it took me like seven months, seven or eight months, really. Um, it happened quick once you get the ball rolling, you know, I mean, we all know as fitness professionals, your body doesn't want to hold on to excess weight unless you have some underlying issues that might cause your body to do so. But for the most part, the, you know, most people, if you just eat right and, and start exercising and, and, you know, cut out the junk, your body's going to react pretty well to that. Yeah. Yeah, it happened you know I, and I'll be honest I had no cheat meals for like the first three months I mean I ate the same things almost every single day and I was focused and I think I had like Taco Bell or something on my first like cheat meal and I was like that was good but it really wasn't that good you know <laughs> yeah. nothing tastes as good as being fit feels right, right. you know something right, like- right. Yeah. that's so- a Sydney quote right yeah, yeah. there tastes yeah, as good as okay. fit feels yes yeah
1: that's a mantra that you've used yeah, over the years. Yeah, for sure. So that's an average of three pounds per week that you did roughly three pounds per week. You were losing. Yep. Did it get yep. that? pounds. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so then, you know, I mean, like you say, life changes fast, you know, you go on a hundred pound weight loss journey. Next thing you know, your buddy, Jeremy, who did like what? 70 pounds. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 60,
2: wow. 70, something like that. 60, yeah. 70, yeah.
1: Yeah. So you guys are on this weight loss plan together and then. Jeremy's working at journey and then you come over to journey. And, and as you mentioned earlier in this episode, uh, you tried out the, the, um, being a CPS person first uh, counselor, right? Uh, What would be the title there at that job?
2: Caseworker caseworker. Yeah.
1: Caseworker. And, uh, and then, you know, we get started on this path, right? So uh, let's talk about that, you know, because now you're owning your own location and everything. And uh, you know, what is it that allowed you to determine that this was the right path
2: for you? Um. Well, you guys, is one reason, you know, um, but like I said before, uh, just thinking back, it's funny. Cause I remember working, you know, we had to work a schedule out every other week. Cause I was in, I was in Buffalo doing training for six weeks for CPS. And in the back of my head was like, man, they're going to be mad after a couple months and I just leave there and I'm doing all this training, but you know, at the same time, uh, it was totally worth it. But I think you guys having your support, you know, Trav, like for me growing up, a lot of things always came easy. So I usually tend to shy away from challenges because I feel like I never really had a, a somebody there to challenge me as I grew up. And and that's one thing about Travis. If you guys are listening to this, you don't know. He's really good at pushing you outside of your comfort zone. And, and I needed a mentor like that. I needed someone to say, hey like maybe you can do better and it makes you think and and it pushes you. So, um, I fell in love with that aspect and just the community. Everybody wanted to be a journey. The coaches wanted to be a journey. Everybody who worked there wanted to be a journey. Everybody who worked out there wanted to be a journey and it becomes a family and and it's hard to leave somewhere where you feel like your family. And, um, you know, in the back of my mind, helping people and owning a business was always one of my goals. I've always wanted to own a business. It's in my blood. Um, I've had, you know, multiple family members have owned businesses. So I always feel like it was my destiny to own a business. And, uh, you know, from day one, Travis is like, great, let's make it happen. I'm like, OK, <laughs> you know, he's like, that's great because that's what we're looking for. So uh, all the stars aligned and I knew I made the right choice from day one to to get out of a miserable job and and haven't looked back ever since haven't had one day of regret and I am thankful every day I wake up I have not had any days of regret
0: yeah I think that for you Logan I mean anyone that knows you personally um there's there's a, a few things that everybody would always say about your smile um how happy you always are um but also because of your 100 pounds and because of your struggle for so long in your life, um, you relate to people. Uh, and They feel comfortable, they feel safe to talk to you. And for you, because you are such an upbeat person and because of your personality and, and that you like happiness and being surrounded by happy things, I think that it was a perfect fit for you right from the beginning. Say, you know, you just said that everyone was happy to be there. They wanted to be part of journey. They wanted to work there, like just the atmosphere itself. And you, you just fit perfectly in there. And you've always made any of the clients, at any of the locations that you've ever worked at feel special, um, feel, feel happy inside. Uh, motivated and that they can relate to you because of what you've gone through. So when they're telling you they're struggling with, with their weight loss or they did everything right. And they don't see a result this week. Like you can relate, you know, and yep. they, they immediately feel this security with you and they trust <laughs> to be able to talk to you about stuff. So I think personally, it was a perfect fit for you for who you are internally, yeah. you know, right from the yeah. get.
1: Good point too, you know, cause I'm sure that even though the average was three pounds a week uh, during those seven months you didn't always see weight loss on the scale. am I right? Oh yeah, you're right. there was
2: actually one one point after I lost about 70 pounds you know there's like 20 pounds left and and my long-term goal was like one you know 90 or something like that and uh, I got to like 215 or something like that and it was like three weeks nothing was happening, nothing was happening. And I was tracking my food. I think I was eating like 1200 calories a day. So um, I tried a weird thing. I was like, okay, well, I'm working out a lot now. I'm running more. I'm working out. Like maybe I should adjust my settings. And I was using my fitness pal. Maybe I should just adjust my settings to see what happens. And they increased my calories by 500. And I was like, this feels weird. Like I got to eat more. I'm going to eat more. And I started following that. And boom, I lost like 20 pounds in just a few weeks. Like it was insane how fast it came on just by starting to eat more. And that was a weird concept for me. And, and, you know, it's still weird to talk to people today. I'm not weird. Like I understand how that works. Yeah. Some people have a hard time grasping that sometimes people crash diet and they want to eat 800 calories and then they're not losing weight. I'm like, that's because you're not eating enough. And that was the case for me. And, um, you know it's just dialing in but yeah there was weeks where I'd lose seven pounds and then one week I lose zero you know so or I'd go back up another a pound so it was always this scale and then I hit that plateau but turns out I had to eat more I was like I'm not gonna argue that let's go I love to eat <laughs> right I don't right. Why. I still love to eat you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, a, but a great testimonial. Uh, we've had Dr. Sillip uh, speaking a journey recently to our leaders, and uh, he said the most common problem that he encounters is that people need to eat more to lose weight, which is just, uh, mm-hmm. it's tough for people to wrap their minds around. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that with the listeners. You know, we've talked about this 100 pound weight loss journey, what accomplishments would you say that you're most proud of in your life?
2: Well, that, of course, and you know, even to touch on that, it's it's never over. You know, I mean, Wait, you know, battling with weight. I mean, I'm up right now, you know, from from my lowest and, and that's OK, because I know what needs to be done. You know, COVID was a, a heck of a bump in the road for most of us. And, uh, you know, we're getting back on track now and, and feeling good. I know you guys are in the same boat. You're feeling like, you know, it's time to turn things around. We get stuck in a, a bad spot and we're highly stressed. But yeah, I, I'm not at my lowest weight either. <laughs> but, yeah, i'm gonna call you guys no not, yeah you know and, and that's okay and and i think it makes us even more relatable to members when we can say you know we're the coaches and we still have those up and downs it's okay it's part of life um so that's
1: the other day that we call it journey fitness not straight line fitness because it is a journey You will right. up and you will go down and you know we just have to keep on staying accountable and stay in the community so we can get back on track you know
2: yeah. Right, right. Sometimes our coaches, we turn to our members for just as much of support as we want to uh, be there for them, too. You know, they, they motivate us as much as we motivate them sometimes. Um, that's definitely a great accomplishment. You know, writing writing in that book was a huge accomplishment. I think that's uh, very cool. I forget about that sometimes. I'm like, you mentioned that I did that SCW webinar the other day. I was like, dang, I should have, put you know, published author on there, too, because they were making sure they had their credentials. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that one. You know. Um, and then obviously buying the business, that was a huge, uh, pivotal moment. And, uh, you know, I feel motivated more than ever now. And I'm super excited to see where that leads over the next few years. I feel like I'm on the first step of life right now, you know, you know, weight loss was, was ground floor and, and then coming to journey was, you know, taking the step and now I'm up to step one and I want to see where those stairs lead. You know, I can't wait to
0: love it.
1: Well, you know, I, I appreciate, uh, you bringing that up, you know, buying the business because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people facing hard times, either through job loss or, you know, uh, different things that have affected a business or we were supposed to have you become a franchisee roughly two years earlier than what happened. Right. You know, I mean, our, these conversations began and then, uh, I mean, you know, you've taken a courageous step, you know, well, uh, you know the pandemic is still going on right you know there's still restrictions there's still you know is this a vaccinated event do you have to wear a mask today uh, you know there's no cases that are being tracked you know so uh let's just talk a little bit about that if you will um you know share your hopes fears and uh everything that's been leading up to you becoming uh, uh a business the owner of journey Ithaca you
2: know yeah. Oh boy. Fierce. Like COVID was rough. Right. And I remember we, you and I and Cynthia had conversations like, what do we do? You know, what do we do? You know, and, and talk about making making you question choices when you're so stressed and you feel like it's hard to talk to people when it, they weren't in that position. Right. Cause no matter what we did, there was nothing that could have been done to prevent our business taking a hit. There was nothing. know people were leaving it's not like we were providing a terrible service and ripping people off and you know calling them names and telling them to get out of here and they were just leaving because they were a bad experience it was the same old journey we were pushing our our you know butts to the limit to to get people to stay and you know remain healthy in a time where health was the most important thing that they had you know um, so that stress was, is unbelievable to, I feel like bear, you know, when you're doing everything you can, but it's working, um, and there's no control, right. We literally had no control over that situation. So, um, it does bring you into a, a place, maybe a dark place where you're just super stressed out. And I mean, it put me in the hospital for a couple or for a day. Uh, but I always kept thinking like, you know, this is going to end, this is going to be over. We're going to get through this. And, you know, we're going to survive and on the other end is going to be me being a business owner is going to be us growing the franchise together and and just still still bringing health back to the community when when they're going to need it most. You know, I feel like this is one of the biggest opportunities as a fitness entrepreneur and franchisee uh, that we're in because people are going to be ready. You know, once the government is on board with life going back to normal Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be like opening the floodgates because people have been inside they've been you know more isolated than they ever have they've been eating you know most people 90 percent of the people are not where they want to be you know so
1: yeah i share your sentiments and i do think that there's a ton of opportunity to help people and that it is more important than ever that we do that being said uh, you know, let's let's discuss, you know, like we're, we're talking about earlier, oh, I might have stayed a, a caseworker for CPS. But mm-hmm. I, I took the leap. And I, I put more confidence in myself than I ever put before. And I followed a, a different passion, one that was more my purpose. And, uh, you know, when you when you're going to take over the ownership of a business, and there's still a pandemic, uh, there's got to be a fear of failure. You know, I, I think that that's a, that's a real thing that you have to confront and tell yourself something about that, you know? So, uh, was there that fear for you
2: or, um, you know, there, there was, and, uh, I just like, I talk about compartmentalizing something. I'm like, you know, the fear is not an option here. Like, you just got to get that. Like anytime that thought pops into my mind, I'm like, no, we got this. Let's go. I try not to to focus on that because it can consume you. Right. Fear is a consuming thing. Um, You know, you just gotta, you gotta face it. You gotta look at it and say, you know, get out of here. Like this is, this isn't real. You know, the fear, the fear is always going to be there or the, I guess it's not really fear. The chance that that could happen is always going to be there. But if we bust our butts and, you know, work and not let it happen, not let that failure happen or do the best we can, despite, closures or businesses being shut down I think we can we can make it through because you know we saw a lot of fitness businesses close down but they weren't doing anything you know I mean we had virtual that same day that we had to shut down we had a virtual it wasn't the greatest no it got better as we went along but we made it happen and and we came together as a family as a team to make it happen so yeah, I try to block that fear out of the way, you know, out of my, I I try to put the blinders on when it comes to that. I've had a lot of good support with my mom keeping the book. So, you know, we're not spending too much money and, and, you know, we're good. We're doing good. So,
1: yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, I mean, this is, I, I think it's a fun journey for people to hear about, no pun intended. I mean, just everything that you've overcome in your life to get to where you are, you know, presenting with us at conference and authoring a book and, having your own journey franchise and uh, have you taken time to think about the future and, you know, what's ahead for either journey Ithaca or what's ahead for Logan and uh, you know, what, what you want to accomplish next.
2: Yeah. You know, I love, you know, being a part of the team and and I can't wait to see where the franchise goes. And I would love to own a couple more, you know, impact a few more communities. We have, you know, you have places like Syracuse around us, Liverpool, things like that'd be great, especially because I can help, you know, my coach grow into an ownership role as well, because he has that passion, he has that drive. And, uh, you know, down the road, I know we've talked about it, helping sell franchises, things like that. I mean, there's always so much opportunity ahead to continue to grow and, you know, impact more and more communities in a positive way. You know, there's a, there's a lot of gyms out there, but, the community we build and the support we can show people is just, it's unmatched. I feel like it's just unmatched because, you know, we always hire people like us, people who want to change the world and want to impact their communities in such a positive way. So, yeah, you know, that's where I see in the next five years, you know,
1: that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, this is an important question for an overcomer show. What does Logan Peters think that it takes to be an overcomer? Cause you have already demonstrated with your story today that you've overcome a lot. Uh, and so what do you think it means to be an overcomer? Or...
0: Um,
2: that's a good question. <laughs> that's a loaded question right there. No, I, you know, it's, I think just a positive mindset, you know, always knowing that better is out there. Um, as, as human beings, as, as, you know, evolved as we are, fear is such a driver for us because it's a survival thing and everything we need to survive is so easily accessed now that we really have to see fear as just, it's uh, it's prehistoric. It's a prehistoric thing, right? We're, we're no longer needing uh, to be driven by fear. There are some situations where that comes into hand, play, you know, like, you see, you know, somebody drowning in the water, your fear takes over and you have that instinct to act and you want to save them like that. That's a good response with fear and uh, adrenaline and that fight or flight. But really it's just, we got to have that positive mindset. We got to, we got to overlook fear and face those fears and put ourselves outside of our, our comfort zone, you know? And if you need help with that, you know, give Travis a a email or something, he'll help you get outside your comfort zone, you know,
1: (laughs) Well, definitely. Actually, that's what I was going to ask you. You know, uh, I always like to give people things that they can use. What's your number one strategy for staying positive? Because I do consider you to be a very positive person.
2: You know, so uh, how do you do it? Um, You know, I've I've done gratitude journals and um, just just being in the moment and being grateful. Sometimes you just got to stop and take a breath. You know, if you're having Cause there's mornings, you know, getting up at four o'clock, getting up at three 30 in the morning is tough sometimes, but when you're feeling down or you're feeling like you're being a little negative, cause we all know when we're having a bad day, there's no, <laughs> there's no hiding it for ourselves. Right. You just got to take a step back and just, you know what? I'm thankful. I get to do this. I'm thankful. I'm, I'm waking up. I'm thankful. I have a home. I'm thankful. You know, whatever that moment brings, I think just having gratitude is going to kick people off in the right direction or more positivity because if you're thankful for what you got, um, you know, it just, it, it does, it changes the dynamic of, of your thinking. So, gratitude, man, that's the power. There it is.
0: So, Logan, let me ask you this real quick because I know you read a ton of books. I mean, you guys are always reading books together and um, do you ever read books? I know you do a ton as far as work goes and things like that, but do you do self-help books? Do you is that any, or does it just come more natural for you to just try to stay in that positive mindset?
2: Um, I think it, it comes more natural for me just because I, I made the change a long time ago. Like, like even in high school, like I was saying, you know, if you, if you laugh with the bullies, you know, they become less of a threat to you. So they kind of ease off. So trying to stay positive in those situations, I think I've built a good mechanism there, but you know, I've read a lot of books and you get a lot of validation and confirmation of what you're doing. And uh, it it encourages you to keep doing it and to help the other people, you know, be more positive and have more gratitude in their life. So, yeah.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Logan, thank you so much for being on the Overcomers podcast. Mm -hmm. today. If people want to follow you or uh, get more of you, uh, you know, what's the social media links or whatever that we can use?
2: Yeah, so uh, Instagram is the underscore Logan Peters. Uh, I think it's just Logan Peters on Facebook. Obviously, if you just follow Journey three 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 Ithaca on all those social medias, you get a little dose of me too. So, um, and if if not, reach out. You know, message me through one of those, and I'll, I'll get you connected. So,
1: yeah. awesome. Well, thanks Yay. so much for being on the show today. You're yeah, an awesome thanks
0: guest. for your time.
2: Thank you guys. It was a blast. I was looking forward to it.
1: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Overcomers Podcast sponsored by Journey 333. When I am not hosting the Overcomers Podcast, I'm working at one of our fitness franchises so that I can continue to help people overcome adversity on a daily basis. That's right, people come to the Journey 333 fitness franchises because they want a coach in their life. They want somebody to help them overcome the adversities of life, motivate them to higher levels of greatness, bring out their potential, help them lose weight, get off medications, fight depression, fight anxiety. That's what we do on a regular basis. If you feel like you want your life to be about helping more people to overcome their adversities, if you feel like you're an overcomer and you want to create more overcomers, then maybe owning a Journey 333 franchise would be for you. To find out more, go to www.journeyfitness333.com.